listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, equipping you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Creating a website might seem like the most daunting thing on your to-do list. There's so many different things you can focus on. So where do you even start? Most of my clients usually come to me after months of trying to DIY their website with this exact problem, and I know that they're not the only ones. In this episode, we're going over the top three most important pages to focus on on your coaching website to turn visitors into paying clients. Whether you've been wanting to start creating a website and have felt too paralyzed to start, or you've already started and feel like your website is a mess, this episode is going to give you exactly what you need to focus on to create a high converting website. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Design Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been so much fun working on all this content and just getting to collaborate and work with you in or on a totally different platform. So before we get into the three most important pages on your coaching website, we're going to go over the good, the bad, and the woo-woo of the week. So if you tuned into the last episode, I kind of explained what that was, but I'll explain it again. Basically, in the beginning of every episode, I'm going to just chat about the good, the bad, and the woo-woo of the week, the highs and the lows, and just the spiritual, weird, random things that I bring into my life and just give you some tips and tricks on what's going on in my business and life and how, and maybe they can help inspire or motivate or support you. I'm not really sure, but we're going with it. I also created these like templates for Instagram stories. So I would love it if you shared your good, your bad, and your woo-woo of the week just to we'll create a sense of community and just support and encourage and just keep each other going. So that's kind of the point of this good, bad, and woo-woo. The my good for the week is I started booking clients for 2020. So if you've been wanting to work together, let me know. Send me a DM or send me an email. I'm booking for now February 2020. And this is so exciting because when I first started my business, it was a dream to be able to book clients in advance. So it's really exciting. I'm so grateful. And just the clients that are coming in are just it's so exciting. And being able to work with people that are really making a difference in the world is so, so exciting and really a dream come true. So booking clients for 2020. So if you want to work together, don't wait because I'm sure by the end of the year, I'm going to be into March or April. Don't wait. The bad, I guess I kind of wish I didn't use the bad, but it kind of goes with good. So I'm just going to go with it, but more like a trial and error for the week. But I think I'm just trying to do too many things at once. And, you know, with the holidays, and I think I read somewhere that We have six less days in between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year, and I can feel it so much. So I just feel like I'm trying to do all this client work and I am trying to push my business forward and it's just all becoming too much. And what I realize is I just need to stick to my morning rituals, stick to what I know how to do and just try to stay organized and not 
get into over my head because I noticed that when I try to get everything done, then my work isn't as like good quality and I have to go back and check my work and all this stuff. So I'm just dealing with that right now. And I guess if this is what you're dealing with too, which I'm sure that you are, because this is just such a crazy time is to take a step back, always make sure you do your morning routine, spending time with yourself and structuring your days around what you're wanting to accomplish and just realizing that there's always going to be more stuff that needs to be done and just prioritize things. I've recently been prioritizing my client work before everything else. It's a busy time for everyone. So just remember to stay calm, stay grounded if you need to go to an extra yoga class or do an extra meditation, but just try to stay grounded in this crazy, crazy time and realize that you're going to get your best work done and you're going to best be able to serve your clients when you are your best version of yourself, which means getting a lot of rest, spending a lot of me time, being able to be creative. So don't try to rush through it which is what I typically like to do. So that is my bad or failure of the week. So my woo-woo for the week is I'm reading this book called Shakti Mantras right now. And it's basically how to tap into your divine feminine and bring in your chakras and goddesses and just a more of a spiritual entity in your life. So I just read a chapter about mantras and mantras are or affirmations, the words that you say to affirm that you're going in the right direction. So my mantras are usually something like, I bring in new clients with ease. There is limitless potential for creativity. Affirmations or mantras like that, things that you want to embody, ways that you see your life going, ways that you see your day going. And when you say the mantras in Sanskrit, you are activating all of your chakras. So the Sanskrit language has 50 letters in it. And then each chakra has a certain amount of petals around their flower, which all together add up to be 50 petals. So when you say a Sanskrit mantra out loud, you're activating all of your chakras because of the vibration and the energy that you're giving out. And I thought this was so cool. I did not know this. I've always loved mantras and affirmations and words because I feel like they really can change your mindset. So I started adding a Sanskrit mantra to my affirmation. So every month I usually have three words that I embody and then also some sort of affirmation that I say to myself. So for example, My three words for November are expansion, abundance, and alignment. And my mantra is I bring in new clients with ease and grace. So I've tried to find a Sanskrit mantra that kind of goes along with those so that I can activate those chakras and just really raise the vibration and the energy of what I have going on around me. And when you can raise that vibration, you're subconsciously or consciously telling the universe that you are ready and that you are open for new things. So when you are on that higher vibration and you're open to receiving, that's when you start bringing in the new clients and everything that you're trying to embody. So I just thought that was super cool. The book is called Shakti Mantras. I don't know who it's by. Um, I could add it in the show notes, but yeah, so that's my good, bad, and woo-woo. I'd love to know yours for the week because whatever you're 
celebrating. I would love to support you. Whatever you are working through, I would love to help you. And whatever your woo-woo is, I probably want to try it. So make sure you send those to me. Send them to me on IG so we can celebrate you and your wins and your weirdness. I love it. So let's get into the three most important pages on your coaching website. So typically when people come to me, my clients come to me, they've either done one of two things. I either have the clients who have been trying to DIY their website for six months to a year and it's just not looking right. It's not aligning. It's too much for them. It's just too much information. They don't know where to focus on. So each page is super skimpy. They don't know what to do and it's just not aligning. So that's one type of client that comes to me. The second type of client that comes to me is the one that doesn't even know where to start. They know they need a website. They want to have a website because they want to have somewhere that has all of their stuff. So typically a coach of any kind. So I work with coaches that are life coaches, nutritionists, health coaches, business coaches, spiritual healers, anyone. You guys all have a ton of information. So you have a blog, you have a podcast, you have so many resources to really help someone's life. So you want to have a website. And those are the clients that usually come to me. And it's so daunting. It's like, oh my gosh, I have over a hundred blog posts that I know I can put on here, but I don't even know where to start. The point of this podcast episode is to kind of narrow that down for you on where you should focus on. So what you should be focusing on in order to just launch your website, get your information out there because it is no longer okay to not have a website. You absolutely need to have a website, especially if you are a coach or you want to be taken seriously as an owner and running your own business. It's also super helpful just to have, like I said, all of your stuff on there. You know, if you have, you know, thousands of posts on Instagram, someone's more likely going to go to your website and be able to read through the information on there than they are going to click on every single one of your pictures and read your captions. So having a website is just an amazing platform and hub to always send people to. Whether you have started making a website or you haven't started, I am going to tell you the three most important pages to focus on in order to have a high converting website. Page number one is your about page. And the reason I say this is because as a coach, people want to know who they're working with. So I know you want your website to be about your client and all of that stuff, which is true. But as a coach, people want to know who you are and the journey that you've been on so that they can connect with you. So you're probably a coach because you have gone through some sort of transformation on your own that has helped you change your life. And now you want to teach people how to do that for themselves. People want to know that they can relate to you. There are tons of coaches out there. And if you are a mom of four under the age of nine, and you want to help other moms focus their life, be organized and be the best kind of mom that they want to be, they're going to want to work with you because they know that you've been in that position along with them. So, or as an example, you might have um, gone through some sort of transformation on your own through grief. Then someone wants to know, okay, she's gone through what I'm going through so she can help me. So it's creating that sense of connection, but also just sharing your journey. On your about page, you really want to take 
them through your journey and your transformation so that you can say, listen, I did this so you can too. And show them that your transformation was possible. All of the work that you've put into creating and experimenting your coaching program and then showing them that this is your life now and this is what can happen for you. So this is the order that I would suggest your about page going in. Something like, I help busy working moms get organized so they can spend more intentional time with their families. Something like that, you know, welcome, blah, blah, blah. And then go into your journey. So what happened? What's your story? How did you get here? Maybe you can say, I was just in this never-ending cycle and I felt like I wasn't spending intentional time with my kids. I was so tired, something like that. And then in this next section, go into what you did in order to transform your life. So you say, this is who I help. This is my story. And now you say, I did a lot of studying. Maybe you can say that you went back to school. You can say whatever it is that the journey that you've done in order to transform your life. And then in that last section, you can say, and now I've created this program because I went through all of this on my own. I've done all of the work. I've created this program to help people just like you transform their life. And you can go into all of that. So that whole about page is kind of taking them on your journey with you and then showing your expertise and saying, listen, I get you. I was you. Now I've transformed my life and this is how I can help. And the biggest mistake I see on these about pages are coaches listing too many credentials. And yes, we want to know that you are either you have those credentials that you have gone to school and whatnot. But for the most part, we care that you can relate to whoever is looking and visiting your website. Because if you think about it, think about who you follow on Instagram or websites that you love or blogs that you love to read or podcasts that you love to listen to. You like to because you feel connected to who you're listening or reading from. So you might say, oh my gosh, I love this person's information. But not only that, you know, she came from the same place that I grew up or she loves mac and cheese like I do or she loves coffee or whatever it is, you can relate to them on some level. And especially since the visitors that are coming to your website, they are in a vulnerable position. They're seeking help and they want to have that icebreaker, that connection with the person that is going to be helping them. Think about that. Think about how you can connect to your visitor, your ideal client and make your about page a journey of your transformation so that they can feel comfortable and related to you while they're reading it. And the second page on your website that's super important is your offerings and the services and the programs that you're offering. I would like to say this, and it's a mistake that I see, or not even a mistake, but just something that I notice a lot of coaches don't realize is you know, we're in this wellness space. So we understand that there are coaches out there that can help us, you know, whether it's a life coach, a health coach, a spiritual guide, whatever that is, we know that they're out there, but your ideal clients probably don't. This whole wellness and life coaching and all that stuff, that is somewhat new to the world, really. So your ideal client might not even know 
that you can help them. So your offerings page should have a list of topics on what you can cover and how you can help somebody. So if somebody is Googling healthy recipes and then they come across your website and they see your offerings page and they say, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that I could get a coach from here. Or they follow you on Instagram and they see all of your motivational and inspirational posts and then they click on your website and they see your offerings page and they're like, wow, she can help me really transform my life or I didn't even know that this was a topic that she can help me with or wow, yes, I do have problems managing my money. She can help me through that. Your ideal client might not even know that you exist. So having it really spelled out there on what it is that you can offer. So what I typically do for my clients is we have a section of this is for you if um, this is the transformation. These are the topics that we could cover. And then this is how I do it. So then you have your program. So what's included you know, what happens. And again, really walking somebody through. So you have to think that someone comes to your website and they don't really know much. So they, I like to say that your website is like walking into someone's home. So they walk through your front door, which is your homepage. And then they go through all of the different rooms, which are going to be all of the different pages on your site. So your offerings page, they walk in and they see, wow, yes, that is me. This is your imagine if statement or this is for you if. And then they see imagine if and it kind of explains to people like what your life would be like if you work with me. And then it's saying these are topics that we cover. This might be what you're struggling with. And then it shows exactly what it is that you do. So what's in the program. And I would be super detailed. So something I see often is something that's really vague, like it's up to you or you're not sure or we make it tailored to you, which might be true, but try to put in as much information so someone can see, wow, yes, this is what I really like or this is what I really need and thinking about them and your ideal client when you're putting it together. So the main goal of the offerings is really take them on a journey like this is you now, this is what your life is going to be like, and this is how I do it. And think about it when you're working through this, think about what your client might not know. So you might be explaining to them, listen, you need me. I, if this, if these are your problems, you need me to help you. So don't assume that everybody knows how you can help them because they probably don't. Last, but definitely not least, this might even be number one. Maybe I should have done this one first, but is your contact page. This is so, so, so important on your website. And this is probably the most common mistake that I see on websites is a really confusing contact page or not one at all. The whole point of getting people on your website is they're going to get there. They're going to read your about page. Be like, hell yeah, I love this girl or guy. Then they're going to go to your offerings and be like, wow, she really can help me. These are all the topics that she is covering and her program just seems awesome, like exactly what I need. Now I want to get in touch with her and you can't. And the whole point of your contact page is to get people on the phone. And the biggest mistake that I see is you have almost like a doctor's contact form, like asking all these questions. And you really should have seven to 10 questions that get straight to the point so that people can fill it out. So questions like your name, your number, your email, 
how do you want to work together? Like if you have a few different programs, say you have like a challenge and then you have a 14 day program and then you have a 90 day program. So how can we work together? What's your number one goal in working together? Just so that you can ask them on the phone. Are you willing to invest? So most coaching programs are a few thousand dollars making sure that when you get on the phone with someone that they know what the investment is. And then have you worked with a coach before or something along those lines? But there really shouldn't be any longer than seven to 10 questions because again, this person is in a vulnerable position. So you don't want to scare them before they even get on the phone with you because chances are when they get on the phone with you, they're going to feel super comfortable. They're going to want to work with you, but you don't want to scare them away. That's the first things first. Make sure that your questionnaire or the form is super short. My second suggestion is to have a calendar plugin that allows people to pick the day on a calendar and a time. Acuity or Calendly, these are both really awesome contact forms where there's a calendar. The person can click the day that they want to go on the phone. They can click the time. They fill out the form and submit. And this is awesome because you completely eliminate the going back and forth. Oh, does this time work for you? Oh, does this time work for you? Oh, sorry. I haven't gone on Instagram in five hours. I missed that you could go on today. It just basically channels everything into this one calendar. You get an email notification that says, yay, your time has been booked. And then you go on from there. And it makes it so easy for clients or potential clients to talk to you because they can look at their calendar right then and there. And it just makes it so much easier rather than having to do all of that back and forth. I know personally that I have definitely lost leads before I had an awesome calendar booking. So acuity scheduling is what most of my clients use and I highly recommend. And then Calendly, I am not too familiar with Calendly, but I know that um, that's another popular one that a lot of people use. This is also another great reason why having this like calendar is good is someone messages you on Instagram is like, oh, I really want to book a call. Send them a link to your calendar rather than going back and forth, doing all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And same thing with your email. Someone might email you and say, oh, I really want to book a schedule. And then it all just connects with your one calendar. So not only is it best for your client, but it's also way easier for you. You're not trying to check your DMs, see who's trying to speak with you and all of that stuff. My other suggestion too for your contact form is to pick questions that are tailored towards your ideal client. Your ideal client, you don't want to waste your time on the phone with people that aren't your ideal clients, right? So if your coaching package is $3,000 and you get on the phone with someone that can only invest $200, you're wasting your time and that client's time because they weren't under the right assumption. Or if you are a life coach, but this person more needs a business coach, then you've both just kind of wasted your time. So think of questions that kind of vet who you're getting on the phone. And these could be, you know, are you willing to invest? Have you worked with a coach before? What's your number one goal? Blah, 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 whatever those are. But ways to kind of screen who's getting on the phone where if someone is saying, oh, I didn't realize, you know, you have to invest X amount in a coach, then they might not even fill out the form. So questions like that and just thinking of who's your ideal client and how you can screen them and make sure that when you get on the phone, you are getting on the phone with an ideal client and you can 
make the sale right there. Okay, so those are the top three most important pages on your coaching website. You have your about page that connects you with your ideal client, takes them on your journey and shows them that you are the best possible person for them to work with. Then you have your offerings and your services page that says, listen, I have been there and this is how I'm going to transform your life. This is my program. This is tried and true. And this is how we're going to do it. These are all the topics that we can cover. And this is the best program for you. And it's super detailed. Then you have your contact page, which makes it super, super easy for somebody to get on the phone with you. There's one other thing that I want you to add onto your website, which is not necessarily a page, but just something that you're going to have sprinkled around your website. And that's going to be testimonials. So in the beginning of 2019, one of the marketing trends was that testimonials and reviews are going to be almost number one. And this is so true. There is so much information out there. There are so many coaches out there that having testimonials really, really will help strengthen those people that aren't quite sure. So if you can have two to three testimonials, video testimonials would be really awesome and just have them sprinkled around your site. You can have them on your about page. You can have them on your offerings page and have them around probably more like your offerings page and have them on there to show like, yes, I did this for this person. Not only did I do this for me, but I also helped other people do it as well. And this is what their life is like now. So thinking about who your ideal client is, and then asking people. So just ask whether if you just got started, then ask some friends that you did beta programs with or ask your clients. I'm sure if you have happy clients, they would love to give you a testimonial. So ask for testimonials, sprinkle those around those three pages, and that will really just assist in showing that you're the expert and that you are the best person for the job for them. So I have been designing websites for coaches for two years now. And this year, I had the opportunity to design 15, actually 17 websites that were all in the health and wellness space. And I really accumulated all of this information from there. So I hope it was helpful. If you are feeling lost or unfocused or whatever it is on your coaching website, Focus on these three important pages, your about, your offerings, and for the love of God, your contact page. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out either on Instagram, email, Facebook, whatever it is that you want. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. But I also just want to hear from you. If you want to send me your link to your website or whatever it is, you can follow along on Instagram or send me a DM. That's usually where I hang out. Um, my handle is current.designstudio. Again, I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be connecting with you on this new platform and to hang out every Wednesday. So I'll see you in the next episode. 